Hello, welcome to another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. I'm Nate, and I'm joined, as always, am by my good friend Josh. How you doing, mate? I'm really good, man. How are you? Good. That that beard's coming in thick, actually. Yeah, I'll good let it grow a little bit. Eh? It's, it's getting pretty good. Obviously, everybody can't see this, but yeah, it's good. <laughs> no, is that just one day's growth? Did you shave this morning? I shaved this morning, yeah. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> Hairy goat. Oh, I know. Uh, no, it's good, mate. It's real good. I'm enjoying not shaving every day as part of my work. So happy with that. That's right. Change of jobs. Good on you. And everything going well? Yeah, everything's interesting. I'm back in back in Canberra, which is amazing. Obviously, we discussed that a couple of weeks ago. But um, yeah, totally different job, but uh, really good for business straight away. Just right back into it. This place is a land of opportunity. Good stuff. Yeah, you've mentioned that before. You, you you do enjoy it down there. It's just just a bit cold. Just a bit cold. Just I'm, a, bit. I'm a soft Queenslander. <laughs> you've had a few cold days up there, haven't you? Uh, it has been surprisingly cold. It has gotten down to single figures, uh, six or seven degrees. Yeah. So we do have uh, the hoodies on and the track pants. Uh, no fire going yet. But we probably could get the fireplace going, I reckon. Just That's to, awesome that you have one. Yeah, it is it is nice. It's just never get doesn't we might get one week worth up here where it gets really close. You might have a couple of one or two degree minimums. Doesn't happen very often. You're like, ah, oh, get the fireplace going. And by the end of the night, it's just too hot. You're taking off your hoodie and <laughs> yeah, it's just too hot. So um we don't get to really enjoy the cold up here all, all that much. No, nah, the fireplace isn't really something you can just sell a marketplace because you don't use. No, nah, it goes into the roof, tiles, everything. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just, <laughs> it's quite it's quite like good for aesthetics as well. It looks good in the in the place. So yeah. Got got the feature wall behind it, some uh tile brick stuff. So yeah, all good. Good stuff. Well, mate, we um you just before we jumped on the call, you just had a quick look at data roma and checked again and it looks like all the big boys have now put their buyings up for the last quarter so we will dive back into that and just finish off what we started a couple of weeks back there wasn't too many people who had reported but yeah we've got some of the big guys howard marks michael burry uh pat dorsey and lee lou and have i missed someone buffett himself warren buffett uh, so warren buffett yeah so we'll we'll Go through and have a look at what those guys have filed in the last quarter, and if we if we just think back to the last quarter, it was, I guess it was probably probably a bit of a down quarter as a whole, um, and it's just started to turn a little bit again, I guess, across the markets. Both you and I probably aren't over top of the markets as much in recent times. We've been pretty busy with work and stuff, but it is, I guess, probably just going sideways is probably the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We've been pretty, uh, you know, caught up in other things at the moment, and you know, we we really should just get people on this podcast who know what they're talking about, and we can just ask them questions. <laughs> how many how many guests have we had? I think two, and they've both been Tristan. Two Tristans. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, both enjoy both both liked fighter pilot fighter um fighter jets. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. One's going to be a pilot. <laughs> One's going to be a pilot. One wanted to be a pilot. There you go. Yeah. It's your thing, right? No. Yeah. Kick so, off, um, yeah. Do you want to kick us off? Who are we going to do first? Oh, well, I'm going to go via um, just top to bottom of people who I like. So, um, 
Lilu was uh, the first one that I come across. Um, so it looks like uh, he's completely bought a company called East West Bancorp um, to about $127 million worth. Uh, so that's probably, that's, that's his only complete buy. Um, and then he's reduced Micron and added to mm. Bank of America Corp, uh, which between those two, he owns around a billion dollars worth. Mm. So just looking at his portfolio value, he's just just over $2 billion. So yeah, like you said, um, both Bank of America and Micron is roughly half of that. His his buy into East West Bancorp, you know, is roughly uh, oh, what five percent of that, so about a hundred million. Uh, yeah. So that's that's and we'll, we will get to this, but there has been a bit of a theme of guys buying banks. Which, yeah. Strange, right? Yeah, well, there's so much negative news, right? They probably they'll probably yeah, obviously this is quarter one, so this is January through end of March and we're now in May. True. So, you know, there was quite a hefty bit of bad news around at that time. So um, you just don't know what price they were buying it at. True. And, and maybe they're, uh, they are thinking that, I guess, the bigger banks get stronger. I don't know. Haven't read enough. Yeah, I, I would agree with that too. Like your, your banks that, you know, have the capital there can buy up these other banks when they fail, which it, which we've seen. Um, but they've also got that capital there to cover themselves if they have a run on the bank. Saying that, you know, people thought that in 2008, right? So look how that turned mm. out. So. Mate, how do you see the reduction in Micron technology? We did talk about that some time ago. Uh, you're, you're a bit of a fan of Micron technology and you were, I guess, eagerly watching it and having a look at it. You did a little bit of research. I don't think you did a deep dive, but... Yeah, I mean, he's he's. There's a big reduction there. Did you are you aware of any news from Micron Technology whether they uh, reported poorly or uh, future outlook isn't so good? No, no, I didn't actually. I haven't been keeping up with it much at all. What I will say is, um, it's been sitting above sixty dollars uh, per share uh, more than it hasn't over the last uh, since January, right? So. Um, there was a lot around semiconductor space, uh, you know, going through a, a period of stagnation, um, you know, and the talk of, I think it was like coming up to 2025, I think it was, or maybe a little bit later, where they basically can't progress to technology anymore. And then it becomes a, a less of a growth uh, industry and more of like a, you know, who's a better who's a better player in the industry kind of thing. So um, other than that, I haven't done enough research recently to really know what's happening. Um, China's restricted Micron. Um, that's one of the latest news articles I read. So there's probably something to read into there. Um, but yeah, they're still yep. above 65 a share at the moment. So um, yep. up there compared to their recent price prices. So yeah, never know. Another gentleman we like, Monash Prabhai, he, he also reduced Micron technology. He cut his portfolio by 14-odd percent. Yeah, um, and that's his, that's, that was a massive holding for him um, in his uh, US stocks. Like probably mm. the, the, it was his only holding at one stage. So we'll go that far. 
Yes, yeah, so roughly 80% of his portfolio and in the and the other 20% is pretty much in Brookfield. He's got a tiny, tiny holding in Seritage growth properties. Yeah, which he um, sold out of. He had a lot of bigger holding in Seritage um, back in, oh, when was that? Uh, quarter two of 2022. And he basically sold his whole portfolio um, starting, he started selling it in, quarter four of 2021 um mm. when yeah he he basically offloaded 25 percent of his uh stock and then quarter one of 2022 he offloaded 99.48 percent of his stock so it goes to show you how much he did have and you know he's got bugger all awesome uh next person who've you got on your ranks there mate uh so next up we've got i always so I just look at names and I'm just like, I've heard their name probably on Phil Count's podcast. Uh, so I, I usually look at these guys, Bruce Berkowitz. Um, not not a lot to write home about. He does have a portfolio value in the US of $1.2 billion. Um, Yeah, a, a lot of very small reduces uh, and ads. But um, the mm. main one was... Net re- net reduction, one hundred percent net, re- like not one hundred percent, but mostly net reduction. Um, uh, reduced heavily in commercial metals and Citigroup and yep. Intel, uh, and he bought a very little bit of Magellan Midstream Partners. Yeah, so no, not, not a lot have any there. there. Yeah, Phil Towns, he's gold for some good juicy um, nuggets of information about uh value investors yeah have you listened to it much lately uh i haven't seen the last couple or i haven't watched the last couple i should say uh yeah he that i saw a couple a couple of weeks ago i haven't seen the latest one which is i think is the buffett berkshire hathaway meeting uh part two okay i haven't listened to that one they they get it they, they got a bit off track in the first one so they've they've come back for part two so i've to to listen to that one soon. yeah yeah uh, it's pretty easy to get off track when you're talking about one thing and you go on a tangent but that's it tangent yeah. tangent podcast um daniel loeb was another one i heard from um phil town one of his podcasts i clicked on him kind of looked at it went there's not a whole lot of action there but the big things that i do see on his list here is an outright buy of Google um, to $492 million, which is quite a big purchase. Um, Turns out to be 8% of his portfolio. But the other one, and we've kind of seen this across a few people, is Alibaba to $135 million, um, which is two portfolio. So that's Barbar again. Yeah, I guess we'll come across this as we keep going through a couple of the experts here. Yeah, Barbar does come up a few times, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And I, I guess I left this out here too, but Salesforce um was another Salesforce, big one. Yeah. Um and that's it's been you know, 160 million. So they're not small purchases. Um there's some pretty pretty hefty buyers. Mm. I wonder whether people are getting into Barbar based on that six for one split that they're talking about doing into the company, uh, which we haven't heard any more news about, I don't believe. Uh of, of you know the splitting up of Barbar, so I wonder if a couple of people are trying to get into that. Yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting. Um, plus, like you know, it, it shot up after that news, but right away it's back down to that eighty dollar mark, right? So yeah, it didn't hold up, did it? No, it didn't. But um, 
like we've talked about, you know, I still see long-term, I still see long-term success just in the barbar model itself. Um, that's just my personal view. I, I think you hold the same view. Um, I, we, yeah, we still think it's a, a great business. It's just very difficult time to be investing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mac- macro across the world, if anything, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um, I'm really interested Michael. in this one. Oh, you want to hear Michael Burry? No, no, you, no, no you, you take it. Yeah, cool. I'm really interested in Bill Ackman. So, okay. um, he's reduced Lowe's, he's reduced Chipotle, he's reduced Hilton. Um, and there was a small, like a very small increase in both Howard Hughes Corp and Canadian Pacific Kansas. But, you know, following on uh, from what we're just talking about with Daniel Lowe, mm. we've got a billion dollars put into Google. Yeah. I mean, and he's bought the class, is it class C shares? He's bought across two, the two um, Google shares. He's basically put almost what, what's that? $1.1 billion into it. Yeah. That's yeah. He's pumped it. So um, makes up over 10% of his portfolio of Google. Obviously it's split across the class A and class C shares, but um, Mm. you know, for a 10 million, a $10 billion portfolio values put over a billion into google um so that that's interesting and obviously we've seen google's uh stock price uh get pretty low i think it was um between yeah between january and uh the end of march we've seen a stock price below 90 dollars a share and now right. google's right back up to 125 so that's interesting that was a uh, good timing well, these guys it's been bought up pretty heavy actually through may here um back sort of around only probably two weeks ago it was down around still around 105 us yeah. and yeah it's really shot up in the last last couple of weeks i've, I've missed that actually uh over the last couple of weeks so it's gone up you know 20 percent 27 percent it says here so yeah um yep, very good that's one i didn't sell out of so i'm happy with that <laughs> are you still holding google are you yeah, good that was one of the one of the few, I, very few I held. Good stuff. It's a good business, right? It's not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, we did. Did we do a? Can't remember if we did a deep dive on Google or at least looked into it. Did, definitely did a bit of a case study on it at one point there. Yeah, we definitely um, had a good look into it. I know that's yeah. Sure. But um, it'd be interesting. I'm very interesting to see how what happens to that sort of arena over the next two, three to five years, that sort of search, that search arena, um, advertising, you know, obviously Google have other sources of income as well. They've got the whole Google suite, business suite um, as well. But yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting to see what happens with the search terms. You know, there's you know, a lot of people still use TikTok for searches these days and Pinterest has a very high search rate as well. So mm-hmm. uh, hey, actually, uh, I don't know, who owns Pinterest? I'm not too sure. I haven't seen that pop up on anyone's really. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna say. Speaking of tangents, I'm gonna take you off on one at the moment. Um, uh, Chat GPT four. Yeah. Have you heard much about that? I've obviously used um, number. Is it number three? Yeah, Chat GPT three was the one that kind of uh, took off. But um, yeah. So, uh, SpaceX. Elon Musk, Elon Musk, Elon, um, Musk. Yep. Elon Musk put out a petition to all the, you know, tech, 
leaders, essentially asking them to sign a petition to uh, not use it. Okay. Heard much about that? No. Yeah, right. So he's, because, he, you know, like um, Elon Musk started OpenAI, right? OpenAI owns ChatGPT. Or yep. it's part of it. Yeah, I think so. I'm probably incorrect there, but um, yeah, no, so, you are, you are he, correct. Yeah, he has a lot to do with that, then. But um, yeah, he's uh, he's worried about it because uh, I, I believe, and this is, you know, I, I got to fact check myself here, so I'm just talking crap. Let's just let's be honest. Um, Chat Chat GPT four is no longer that enclosed system. It's it's now a live system, um, hmm. and apparently there's a lot of worry with uh, what it can do. So that's interesting. In terms of false content uh, creation or false, um, I think I think uh, in I terms, guess, yeah, that. But I'm well, pretty they, sure it's in terms of like, you know, everyone's big scare with AI, as in like it can take over kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. So I think there's a bit of a scare around that at the moment. <laughs> well, see, my brother, my brother-in-law, who's in tech, um, he was saying to me through the week he goes there's you know you're not we're not really worried about that at the moment in terms of because it's just a lot of data input human input into the the system but he said once those ai systems start learning and and you know integrating and spitting out knowledge and off what they've learned not just the data that's put in he says that's when it starts getting scary yeah yeah well Which is a little bit like what you're saying um uh uh an example of it um one of my mates still at uni, um, and they were doing uh, one of the one of the guys come up and like asked him because he's he's really good at coding, right? Um, one of the guys come up and asked him if he could help him with something. He's like, I have no idea what you're doing. Essentially, uh, this was all in Arduino, which is um, a lot of like robotics use Arduino for for their um, coding. And um, yeah, essentially, he went off five minutes later, come back and said, oh, it's basically done. He's like, how did you do that? He's like, oh, literally chat GPT-4 wrote it for Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, crazy. I've seen, I've seen the code. Yeah, that's 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 super cool. But yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't, I can't fathom how bad it could get, but I'm pretty interested in it. So <laughs> I, I use a fair bit for content creation, blog, you know, not blog posts, um, Instagram posts and stuff. I just fact check, fact fact check it and um obviously just use it as a bit of a skeleton more than anything or a bit of a template and then just put in a lot of my own um info and yeah. how i would prefer something to come out but yeah a bit of a tangent here but yeah yep. I, I think it's i think it's i think it's definitely valuable um in, in in many fields and like like i guess that goes back to the whole google search engine are people going to be just using you know like something like this ai to search as, as almost a search type i guess engine i don't know that that's what i'm like i think that's where i'm interested in where it goes in the next few years yeah we all want to use it for the right reason so interesting no it wasn't that long ago that we had like iphones came out i think was it late 2008 9 somewhere around then so you think that's 12 years ago yep or 13 years ago how far has tech moved (laughs) what's going to happen in the next five five to six to seven years yeah that's it we just want to invest in the right ones. <laughs> That's it. All right. Oh, mate, well, you, you brought up um, Michael Burry. So what's Burry, Michael Burry been him. doing? Where is he? He's been pretty active, as Burry often is. Uh, but again, he's got some interesting buys. He's been he's bought a couple of companies in China, which is interesting. Uh, JD got 
facebook.com we've spoken about before coupled with Alibaba. So yeah, not, not big buys. I mean, he's got a portfolio value of just over a hundred million. So he's put about 10% into JD.com and he's put about 10% into Alibaba as well. Yeah. He's got buys in a few other things. Uh, I won't read them all. Uh, Wells Fargo. So another, another bank there. Uh, yeah. His only real reductions was his GE group, which was a pretty, pretty big reduction and coherent corp which i'm not familiar with but was there anything there that you found yeah so if you on on his activity what it doesn't show is um obviously he's not holding his complete cells anymore um so he completely sold out of you know some of those smaller companies black knight wolverine worldwide um quartz retail group sky west a few things like that so completely sold out of some of those and i remember I think Bori was um, a big advocate for water companies moving forward. Like, um, mm. you know, still water. Yep. Yeah. So, the, as we can see, as a, a purchase of still water, there six percent of his portfolio. But it's not like it. It's still hundred million dollars, isn't it? But in terms of uh, some of these other big guys, it's not a lot. Um, not a lot of capital invested. But yeah, um, I got. Be what First Republic Bank. Was that not one of the was First Republic one of the ones that had problems? It was. Yeah. So it's, it says he's got he's had to buy a First Republic bank. Yeah. Two million dollars worth. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, be it's funny, it's um because you can see there it's like reported price, which is not correct. It's a guesstimate. Thirteen dollars ninety nine, current price thirty nine cents. <laughs> Yeah. So I wonder if that was pre I don't know, you must you must he must some sort of a trade there, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if Barry really yeah, he does just, do you, trades. You never know. He 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 moves in and out of things very quickly. Um yeah. but uh moving on to David Tepper, another one I heard off the podcast. Uh no no massive like movements uh i guess the biggest one is a big purchase he's already owned but a massive ad- addition to uber Uber's actually 10 percent of his portfolio and that's a 1.8 billion dollar portfolio so that's pretty big um mm. and then he's added to google amazon meta re- reduced constellation energy so just a few other things there bought fedex added to microsoft bought nvidia bought tesla so there's a fair few yeah, tech-, tech heavy hey yeah so that's an interesting one. Um, but, you know, you can see the bulk of his portfolio is in about five or six companies, which is tech and energy. Yeah, I guess the theme here, I mean, I wonder if these guys are obviously feeling like maybe the tech stocks to get beaten down so much. And, you know, in America, the earnings haven't really been destroyed yet. You know, a lot of the a lot of the reported reportings is have still been quite good. Um, I think there was one a couple of weeks back. Was it Target or or um, Walmart or someone said it was the outlook wasn't great and we did get a bit of a drop in the that was last week I think. Yep. But yeah, it's fairly tech heavy buying here from um, David Tepper. Yeah. Yeah, and then we move across to the slop like Warren Buffett. And it was really Buffett. interesting to see uh, his addition to Apple. So uh, added 2.28%. And 
<laughs> this is one where it's like you, you say two percent it's like oh it's not really a lot but it is when you know you have 325 billion dollars worth of portfolio and apple makes up 150 billion of it so yes overlay it's huge so he he's bought bank he's added to apple and bank of america um so they're pretty big shareholdings for him um 46 percent of his portfolio of apple now nine percent is uh bank of america corp um the other big one there is, is the computer HP that he's been, he's been buying that up for a little while. Yeah, true. And like, yeah, that's a whole percent of his portfolio. So that's not a little buy. That's, that's definitely him buying, I would say. Well, I, I just remember that being, uh, it was news, you know, looks like he does a big purchase back in quarter one, 2022 on HP. And yeah, he's going back for more. Yeah, and I guess a, a big thing to note here is because I remember we talked about this, but he bought Taiwan Semiconductor, and it wasn't a small mm. purchase. It was a 1.39% mm. of his portfolio purchase, which is quite a big purchase. Uh, he's completely sold out of it now. So yep. he bought in quarter three of 2022. Uh, he sold uh, 86% of it in quarter four of 2022, and he's completely sold out of it now. Uh quarter one of 2023 so that's unlike buffett isn't it is it to get into something yeah. and get out of it right away um yeah and well he's i guess continued that, to reduce um activision as well yeah i was just gonna say that's almost very similar to activision blizzard which he's yeah like you said continued to reduce uh which he started last year and we, we did get some news out of the i think i think it was uk has is wanting to vote against the union with them and Microsoft, so yeah. I guess more news will come out about that. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure at this stage he's he's nowhere near invested in it like he was. So <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, I think he, what's the percent there? He's down to what's it say? Activision point zero nine is it? Oh no, it's a change of percent. It's sorry, I can't see it. I'm looking at activity, not holdings. Uh, it's a Still 1.3% of his portfolio. It's actually quite a big holding still, $4 billion, So, Oh, yeah, there it is. Yep, $4 billion. Yep. Just yeah, a measly $4 billion. I know. But he was in it oh, in the 80s as well, wasn't he? So he, yeah, he's probably yeah. been a net loss overall. Well, he, remember, he was the he, he bought it uh, and it shut up on the back of him buying it. And then there was the merger with um, or Microsoft saying that they were looking at buying it and then it shot up again so but he bought a bunch more after it shot up so you're probably right he probably has is a bit of a net loss yeah 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 well, he's the he's the big boy we we will go we did mention we would get into the berkshire hathaway meeting uh, which was a couple of weeks ago so we we will probably unpack uh buffett's year a little bit more in that podcast but yeah, yeah interesting to see what he's done yeah for sure for sure um, i reckon we I had one more and this is from Watser and um, I've heard a number of times Phil Town talk about Prem Watser being the uh, Warren Buffett of Canada. Um, okay. So quick look at his activities. Uh, he actually bought Micron technology, um, oh, add, really? sorry, added to his portfolio, which makes up 16% of his portfolio. So it's not a small chunk. Uh, he added a fair bit to Occidental Petroleum. 
and our Bank of America. Mm. Um, he actually, yeah, big net buyer. Not a lot of. Uh, I think that's that. probably the general theme. Do you do you reckon that there is a lot more buying going on? Yeah, I guess. Hold on, wait. One thing I'm noticing though is um, as soon as you click on activity, he had so many cells. Um, one of the cells was fifty percent of his portfolio. So that's right. interesting. He sold out of uh, Atlas Corp. Um, okay. Financial CI Financial Corp. Resolute Forest Products. So there's a few complete sellouts there, um, which is interesting. Um, they're probably net seller after all that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, mate, speaking about experts, I mean, I've, you know, Ray Dalio has been getting getting a bit loud on, um, you know, YouTube shorts and Instagram and so forth. You know, he's been talking about the debt ceiling and so forth. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, how America comes to the conclusion of that. I think when's the deadline? It might be later this month i believe so i want it'll be interesting to see what happens with that deadline mm. obviously you would you would expect them to come to some sort of an agreement where they raise raise the ceiling again but uh ray daly has done a video recently he said well there's two two options you can default or you can raise and he said neither are really great options <laughs> no so, no it's it's purely all a play now for um you know being liked right <laughs> yeah yeah but, good um, stuff mate that's a nice around the grounds yeah for sure that's that's that done for another quarter um hopefully we uh we uh sorry i'm moving as i talk here <laughs> yeah, hopefully we get into some uh good information we should probably uh read up a bit on the 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 buffett um berkshire hathaway meeting and and uh Continue educating ourselves. To be honest, my my, I've been on the property thing a bit more than shares lately. I've been doing oh, yeah. research into that stuff. So we, we talked property a couple of months ago, right? So um, no, dude, the, the banks. I mean, the money's tightening up. I think it is getting a lot harder. I was reading today. Um, sunny coast up here in Queensland has dropped by about twelve percent this year, I think. So yeah. Um, I guess we are starting to see a little bit of the the pain of the interest rates and you know, I guess we'll find out in another couple of weeks. They did raise again here in Australia last or this month. And yeah, that was an interesting we, one. Hey. Uh, nobody mm, was expecting that. So, mm, but, so um, yeah. Something we may talk about next week. Sounds good, mate. Well we'll call it quits and yeah, thanks for everyone for tuning into another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. I'm Nate, and we'll be back again next week. Thanks, mate. Look forward to it, mate. Have a good one. All information on the Legacy Investing Podcast is the opinions of the hosts and is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, financial, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of the Legacy Investing Podcast and any contributors to the podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should consult a licensed financial professional.